Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to the Mouth of Manliness. Um, <laughs> it is another episode via Zoom with my new, well, friend for the last year or so, Eddie Temple Morris. Friend for life, Eddie Temple Morris. That's yeah, funny yeah. That, that, that podcast uh, just started, it was the beginning of something beautiful. I ended up, I've ended up managing you, organising, well, or, you know, organising you and focusing you and getting you to a getting you to a better place, you know, got your website now and, uh, and your Instagram is really focused and, and we've, so, you know, you've started selling your work, which is phenomenal. It's madness. It's, uh, it really is like a dream, you know, one of those things I always wanted to be able to do, sell artwork, so it's like ticking off the dreams. It's, it's, <laughs> this last year has been a lot of ticking off dream come true things. Yeah, fantastic. <laughs> Actually, I shouldn't. I shouldn't really call you my manager because I haven't actually. I haven't actually invoiced you for it. I haven't commissioned anything. <laughs> so let's just call. Let's just call me friend. Friend that is focusing you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, you've been amazing, really. We've been in touch like pretty much constantly, haven't we? Really. Yeah, yeah. No, it's great. It's you've transformed, man. It's amazing. It's it's great to see you. And and part of your transformation is well the evolution of your podcast now. So. It's just, you know, it's just you and it's much, it's, it's more stripped down and simple. And here we are in lockdown, you know, over Zoom, like everyone else. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm finding Zoom's pretty good. Um, I've been talking to quite a few. I've, this is the third one I've recorded um, using Zoom now. Um, but I'm kind of planning for you to be my first episode out, like, as solo. Um, oh, cool. So, uh yeah, everything's happening really. Mouth and mailing is, is is remarkably strong at the moment. So yeah, I can't. You know, I'm really, I'm gutted about that, but um, I've just got a resolve where I want to I want to keep going, and I've got like a lot of I've got a lot of energy in that, and I'm like I direct it. Oh, and fellow, uh, you're a patron of my back dog, and now yeah. I'm. Um, an ambassador. That's right. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I asked you. So I've, I've accepted the role of of, uh, 
of patron in between the time that we uh you know haven't seen each other uh, directly uh, after that first podcast the mouth of manliness number one that i did i've accepted the role of patron of my black dog which is a game-changing new I think I'm, I might have mentioned it in the in the podcast. It's a peer to peer. Yeah, it's a peer to peer service. So I'm kind of like winding back with calm a little bit, uh, letting them just get on and, and do their thing because I feel as though you know my work here is done with them. Even though I'll always have an association and I, and and all will always love and and, and cherish everyone there. Yeah. Um, I I just feel as though they don't need my help as much now because they are like you know they're a huge organization now when, oh, yeah, when i joined them nervous. when i joined them there was literally one person that's yeah, it right. one person and no office calm was only one person when i joined so um yeah the amazing jane who, who who started the whole thing and now it's lots and lots of people and it's an office and and it's you know they 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 get a, a substantial amount of money to to through the kindness of individuals and companies to fund it so I'm, you know, I'm now involved in my black dog who are in the same place as Calm were when I first joined, i.e. earning a few thousand pounds a year and needing funding and needing awareness and needing to get out there into the, into the, the, the lobe, the frontal lobes of people like you and I, you know, yeah. who are interested in mental health. So yeah, that's a very, really cool that you've taken on that role of ambassador. I feel as though, you, you know, you're absolutely perfect because you've got a You've got a really great mental health podcast. You know what it's like. You've been there. You are you are there most of the time. You know, like you're 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 in and out, and and, and um, you're always. Uh, would would battling be a fair a fair word with you? Uh, battling a, a, yeah, a black dog. Strangely enough, um, I feel like I've battled the black dog all my life, really, and it's only really maybe this last year when I'm not battling so much. Skirmishing. It's there, but I don't need to battle so much, which has been quite a massive step, really. That's great. Yeah, I'm doing, my um, psychotherapist was saying, oh, we could start thinking about winding it up now because she thinks I'm doing so well. Amazing. That's amazing. So that, that means, yeah, you're in your... You're self-soothing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I am. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly it. Yeah. That's fantastic. Well, that's the way that it should be. You know, we, when we're functioning at our most optimal, that's, that's well, I, I say that that's the way it should be, but, but I, I, I know that we, we shouldn't be islands to, to ourselves and to function actually optimally, we are herd creatures. And, you know, this is what we're going to get onto with this. I, I really want to, to talk about, about especially now in the context of uh, of lockdown where we are now to talk about wellness and and we're, we're losing physical connection with people and we are herd creatures you know yeah. if the first humans on the savannas of africa had uh, had not bunched together then and helped each other out and were were it not an altruistic kind of mutually beneficial society then we would have died out as, as a species if we were just you know out for ourselves and not connecting with people then the human species would have would have died out you know we are connective creatures and here we are now like connecting yeah it's strange um, i suppose it, uh, there's that thing about this, this massive shared experience it's almost taken everyone down to a very obviously it's not 
that in reality, but taking us all down to a certain level where we're all kind of in the same boat to some extent. And um, and I do think that could potentially bring out the good in people. Well, uh, it is. And, it and I, and it like, absolutely is, Nick. You look around, you know, there's so much good happening. You know, look, before this, you know, all you'd see is like, oh, you know... There would there'd be lots of I do good news stories on Virgin Radio every single day, so I'm really hyper connected with the good that happens in the world. And there is more good news pouring in now than at any time before. You know, from just you know, I mean, I, I as soon as I've done this, I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna go down and I'm gonna cook lunch for my neighbours. Yeah, and and, we, and I've done that every every like weekend for the last few weekends, and I've read about stories about someone who's trained her Labrador dog to take food to her ultra at risk neighbor who has an underlying lung condition and can't go out. And she, she takes the dog takes meals to the, to the neighbor every day or, you know, uh, like Ikea finding all of those masks and giving them to the local hospital or, um, you know, there's just so many great examples. Nike have just given, uh, 32,500 trainers to frontline NHS staff. These are trainers that were designed by nurses that you can slip on, that you can wipe clean, that you can walk for miles in. They're like specifically designed for nurses and they're giving them away along with like, you know, millions of pounds worth of, uh, of gear for them. It's just yeah. so much good happening. Um, yeah, no, you're totally right. Uh, and I kind of, I just see it like walking around the streets and people are just a little bit like you do get people looking as if to say keep your distance but like I find like, I'm smiling at people when they walk yes. past and uh, like yesterday it was the uh, VE day and everyone's out and out in their drives and I'm walking the dog and I'm just going hello hello you know like I wouldn't normally do that because I think I'd get kicked in around here but yeah yeah, yeah, we had a little we had a little street party, all maintaining safe distance. Like like last night, six o'clock, six till seven thirty. You know, everyone in my street would well, not everyone, but all the people around me were 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 all out with a glass of wine or a beer or whatever, and people had cooked little bits of cake and nibbles and stuff, yeah. and, and um, everyone was was maintaining distance and having a nice, a lovely sort of social time. We're getting to know each other and meet each other. It was just you know, it was it was really lovely. Yeah, I think so. I think so. I like uh, what you were saying about herds, with us being like herd creatures. Um, yeah, yeah, we I are. Like I like that, and that's very true. That's very true. And I, I'd almost never really thought of a, a term to sum that up, but that does sum it up perfectly. As yeah. you know, like I recognise that our need for contact, our need for. Uh, reciprocation, you know, like um, in many ways, we want to be told we're all right. So you want to be around people so that you can feel like, yeah, I'm okay. Um, and like often, if um, say like if I kind of when I become ill, I close, I close in, um, and the lack of contact with others I think is the thing that makes that makes me a lot lot worse I have to be out I have to be talking to people even if mm. I don't even want to because it actually makes me feel quite good about myself mm. Mm. yeah yeah I mean it's 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 a really interesting time now where you know you and I we're talking through a computer yeah and 
so you know you, and we say we are herd creatures and we we do crave connection i mean obviously that's not everyone you know there are like sociopaths there are there are there are people who for whom you know they just want to be alone and they want to prey prey on everybody else but the, the rest of us are normal nice people we want contact and here we are in a in a place where uh, because we're being forced to because of this uh, this awful virus we you know we can't have as much connection as we we can do but what's coming out of it as we've just said is actually more connection than we've ever had you know we're talking to people on zoom more i mean haven't you talked to your mates and your family more now than ever before and you know there are these like you say you're smiling to people every time i see a police person or an ambulance worker or any because i go into work every day i'm still going to work every day i'm going on, on my bicycle and i wave at them and i smile at them you know i smile at people as i'm walking down the street um, but it's very interesting that that in the con it, this is in the context of this modern society that we have, which is fact the most lonely that we have ever been in terms of mental health, in terms of psychiatry. You know, th th this is a this is a proven statistical fact. Human the human race is at its loneliest, and mental health is now the new polio malaria whatever it's the, yeah. it's the new big killer you know it's, yeah. it's the biggest killer because we are so so actually lonely and you know we and, and and i really i feel as though we because we we're living a lot of society are living through their phone so much like like matty healy said you know the brief inquiry into online relationships that last 1975 album which is just which encapsulates this whole thing absolutely perfectly you know we are so look we we think that we're connected but we're actually not connected at all you know we're the the, the these digital connections are replacing actual connections and and the hack for life is to use your your facebook your instagram your your whatsapp and stuff like that to connect with the people that you love and that value value and that, that give you good positive things that make you feel good. You know? And then use those things in order to enhance your actual, your actual connection, have that beer, invite them round for, for lunch or dinner, like go have for a walk together, like it, using these things in order to enhance actual connection is the life hack of is 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 the hack and the answer to anyone who says oh facebook is evil and uh you know all social media is terrible you know i mean like I, I i use social media to connect with loads of friends and family and loved ones and 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 i'm always you know making new connections and um and you know and nurturing those uh, and I, I, I guess that's easier for me to do because I, as I suspect, like you, uh, I'm an AD on the ADHD, heavily on the ADHD spectrum. And one of our uh, traits, character traits, is having lots and lots of friends. <laughs> that's, yeah. That's the thing. Yeah. And is that the same for you? The ones. Yeah, I find um, I'm, <clears throat> I, I, I use the social media in exactly the same way. I kind of like, I, I've reconnected with lots and lots of people. Um, because of social media, you know, like people like from who I, you know, know from school, uh, but I hadn't seen since school, 
and now I reconnect with them just because of that. And like, then you end up meeting up and that kind of thing. Um, and you can use it to spread positive things as well. I, I, like, I really, people complain about social media all the time, but it's not social media, is it? It's your response to it. Yeah. If you're yeah. using it in that way and you're not getting sucked into a wormhole where you're just feeling bad about yourself because everyone else looks better or whatever. Yeah. Um, you know, it's just how, it's how you respond to it. It's not the thing itself. Okay. Yeah. Absolutely. And, um, you know, there should be a reality uh, uh, to, to it all. It, 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 like it, it shouldn't just be oh, everything that's great about your life. I, I love it when people just post, Oh, you know what? I feel really shit today. Um, you know, this is me looking, feeling really, really crap and for this reason. And I like it when they, like, I like it when people share stuff, you know. Um, I did, a, I can't remember, I did a post and I just, I, I was looking terrible. I was in bed um, looking up at the phone. I can't remember why it was, but I was just like, I, I think I was just sort of saying, uh, not everyone, uh, I think it was, Ah, you know what? Maybe it was. I remember it was a Christmas thing or something like that. Like you know, remember that Christmas is just terrible for some people or something like that. Yeah. But um, I, I'm a big fan of splurges. You know, on Facebook, on Instagram, who who just uh, who just splurge a, a picture of, of themselves feeling terrible and not in an intention-seeking way, but like in a like again, it's a it's a I think it's a herd thing. Like you say, yeah, it's nice to have. Um, Empathy. It's nice to have empathy, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and we seem to lose that quite a lot. Um, or I, I think um, or people are only so empathy if they're kind of told what to show empathy for. Like now, at this time, um, you know, it's like, right, we all got to feel, have empathy for uh, the NHS, whereas in uh, a few months ago, no one cared about the NHS. So, well, that's that's not actually that's I mean, <laughs> no, no Tories, <laughs> no Tories cared about yeah, the NHS. That's the one. That's the one. Is, and now it's like, is, oh, we love the NHS, and uh, we're non sociopath. Yeah, I mean, I've, I mean, this, this is really bittersweet. What's happening now? You know, all of these, yeah. all of these conservatives that were uh, that were in the process of dismantling our beloved yeah. NHS, and there's all you and me and the Manics all going. And Iron Bevan would be spinning in his grave at what Jeremy Hunt is doing, you know, in the, when he was really, really going at it. And um, and now they're all, oh, there are heroes, there are heroes, they're, on, they're just brilliant, aren't they great? And they're saving our lives and stuff like that. You know, you, you absolute shower of bastards. Yeah. The ones that are taking them, were taking them apart. But I, I don't want to get down this. No, 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 down, no, I agree. I don't want to get down a political wormhole. Just with that kind of stuff. So, what were some of the things that you you kind of had some ideas about what you wanted to talk about? Um, well, I, I've been really thinking about uh, about wellness a lot during lockdown. Yeah. Um, and I've been really, uh, I've been really focusing. Actually, even before lockdown, I I've been really getting into. As I said in the first. Uh, podcast I was really getting into Wim Hof the whole yeah. uh, the Wim Hof method which is a you know it's a controlled hyperventilation uh, and cold showers um, I was uh, combining that with meditation that I was already really into and I was getting amazing results from that and um, so that I had a really interesting update literally while this was being set up yeah um, by uh, uh, my lovely girlfriend 
because I'm using her laptop. <laughs> so I, I was talking to an old friend of mine and he called me up to say, Eddie, thank you so much for, te for telling me about the Wim Hof method because I feel, I've been doing it for six weeks now and I feel 10 years younger. My body feels 10 years younger. I just feel like I, I, I just can't remember feeling this good. And I, my immune system's really working. I look younger. I feel younger. I like, and then most of all, he said, I profoundly thank you because I told my sister about this. He, he said, my sister has had this, um, uh, what, what was the word he used? A chronic lung condition that she's had for over a year. And her doctors have had her on. Uh, steroids and all and antibiotics and steroids and all kinds of awful things i mean god don't even get actually no do get me going on antibiotics i will go down that wormhole soon but so she's had this chronic lung condition which she couldn't shake and her doctor her gp and any specialist could not shake it she had it for over a year she did the wim hof method for two weeks she's just thrown all her steroids in the bin she is completely totally 100 percent cured so the thing is, I know, you know, I know from experience, I've been doing this for more than three years now, it, and I've seen the research. I've, I've uh, researched a TV documentary I've, about Wim. I've met Wim Hof. I, I, you know, I, we're working on some stuff together. I know that it changes you physiologically. I know that it, for example, makes your capillaries and vessels and uh, arteries all expand and dilate a tiny bit so that your heart is more relaxed, your body is internally more relaxed. Uh, I know that it's incredible for inflammation. And the thing is, you know, that the inflammation is where the cutting edge of science is now in almost everything. You know, they're looking at inflammation markers to see what's going to happen to you in the, in the future. And that almost everything that's bad that happens to people happens because of some form of inflammation, not just, you know, oh, like a, oh, my back's inflamed or whatever, but inflammation on a cellular level. Right. And the Wim Hof method works on bringing down inflammation hugely, hugely. And you can gain control of your autonomic nervous system to, you know, do something as just like, you know, uh, slow your heart rate down or, you know, uh, to suppress uh, flu symptoms which obviously everybody wants to do that now um, and I've discovered this very interesting thing from listening to and this is a gift from dear Chris Evans the Rich Roll podcast so I'm going to use your podcast to recommend another podcast yeah. if you're interested in if you're interested in wellness in diet all of these really interesting things um, then listen to the Rich Roll podcast absolutely incredible Rich R-I-C-H roll you know as in rock and roll uh he's a californian um ultra ex ultra athlete who's who's been uh, talking to some very very interesting people uh scientists and doctors and ultra athletes and all kinds of uh, I, I found some amazing things so i i i one of the people that i was uh, really fascinated by was this english doctor dna specialist who's uh, a renowned professor in harvard university yeah. And he's been looking into this, this thing in that our bodies produce called resveratrol. And resveratrol, I, I don't want to go down the resveratrol wormhole, and I'm not a scientist, but I can simplify it just for the terms, just for this, this podcast by saying that it is 
something that our bodies produce when our bodies go into a certain type of stress. Now, what the stress that I'm talking about is not the stress that causes us sleepless nights, not anxiety stress. I'm talking about a physical stress, like having a cold shower or or, you know, so extreme cold, extreme heat, uh, hyperventilation. Um, it, It comes from when we were, you know, cavemen, hunter gatherers, and we might not go days. We might not find food for days. And obviously your body doesn't want you to just fall over and shut down because then you die. So resveratrol is something that your body then produces in order to make you really strong and to bolster your immune system and to effectively stop aging for the time that you've got it in, in your, in your body, because it doesn't, because aging is, you know, like disease, bad things, all of the, all of the things that, that happen, you can kind of boil down to it's, it's age, it's your body aging, you know, right. so resveratrol halts aging is what it does. And, um, and there's a link between the Wim Hof method and resveratrol, you know, that, that, that doing stuff like having a cold shower makes your body produce resveratrol, which is, yeah. which is, an anti-aging agent you know it's a it's an agent for good in your body so you know there are certain types of stress which are really good for you jumping into a cold jumping into the sea you know everyone everyone knows like oh people go oh i feel so great when i jump into oh, a river oh, yeah, you do, yeah you do you feel amazing after you. like yeah yeah, yeah, yeah that, when it's freezing cold afterwards you feel really good yeah yeah yes you know so you're you're, you're it's, it's 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 a multi-layered reason your body is producing dopamine so you're getting effectively like a a hit of of cocaine but without turning into an asshole (laughs) and you're you know you're getting natural good chemicals you know dopamine makes you feel really good it's like when you eat a bar of chocolate a really good chocolate when you have sex have a wank all of these things make you produce dopamine you know you're you're having it's chemically an incredibly uh lovely feeling you know as as we know you know these are the things that make us feel really good yeah so, and, and the Wim Hof method does that. Um, but then, you know, I, I was talking about, about inflammation and I found out, well, I, I, I've been really interested for a few years now in gut health. And I've been finding out more and more about that. And I, and again, through the Rich Roll podcast, I, I was really, uh, it's just amazing being a fly on the wall in these conversations between Rich and these very learned scientists, doctors, health experts, and, and a couple of them that I was absolutely mesmerized by were the gut health guys. Um, there's also this Australian doctor. Uh, what's her name? I forget. She, she's, uh, uh, she's got a funny name. Uh, uh, she's, she's basically this uh, brilliant. Uh, she works in London. Uh, she's like this gut health expert. And I've, I've learned lots uh, from her too. So, you know, scientists used to think that your brain was the most complicated thing in your body and that it was the be all and the end all and it had the more connections in your brain than any other uh, yeah, in your body. Yeah. And there are more yeah. things happening in your brain than, than, you know, any other part of your body. But it's now, um, that's now been proven wrong because, you know, there's billions of things happening in your brain, but in your gut, there are trillions of things happening. Like there are trillions of these little microbes in your gut. And there are, you know, you've heard the expression, like, you know, think with your gut, like make a decision with your gut. These are yeah, all, yeah. You know, I, 
uh, I did I did uh, what she saying a while ago, and they were like, we should be um, that. Yeah, you you make gut decisions, and we should almost be thinking about the gut as another brain because it, it actually is, yeah, that, that's exactly work. right. You you've just hit the nail on the head. We've got two brains in our body. Yeah, the obvious one is here, but the one that people didn't really know about. Well, they kind of knew about because why? Why would you say think with your gut? Like yeah, like people thousands of years ago, probably in Iran and Iraq and Mesopotamia, and you know, yeah. they knew about this stuff. But, but like science is is, is really uh, at its cutting edge now with that, and and again they're looking at like inflammation markers and stuff are coming from the gut, and you know you've got these trillions and trillions of things which get really badly harmed when you take antibiotics, for example, or you eat you eat loads of meat and loads of things that have got antibiotics in it. Uh, you're, you know, when you when you harm your gut, uh, that you're you're harming yourself in a profound way, not just your physical health, but your mental health, and that's all one thing. You know, we know now that is physical health, and it's just health, right? You're, yeah. you're, the two things are linked, and also that there is now a proven scientific link between your gut health and your mental health and your physical health. So they, you know, I've looked at studies. Re proper controlled experiment studies with you know that have studied thousands of people hundreds of thousands of people in some cases and they have found an absolutely unshakable 100 percent scientific total truth that if you look after your gut then you will be and they've quantified this about 33 percent your, your your life expectancy will go up by about a third your mental health will go up by between 30 and 40 percent. You know, all of these incredibly good things happen because you're looking after your gut and your gut is making decisions like separately from your brain. You know, there's, there's a, it's, there is an, a sense of autonomy with your gut. And if it's, right. if it's healthy, then it, it's, it's sending your body biochemical signals that are beneficial to uh, you know, to disease fighting, to uh, fighting things like COVID-19, to, to flus, colds, you know, all of the bad things that are around us all the time. You know, we, we have to keep our immune system um, up at a, at a level that can fight this constant barrage of bad things that is around in, our, in the way that we live at the moment. It's like there are these two lines, like if you can imagine the two, two lines of a of like a you know like on a hi-fi system you've got bass yeah, and yeah. treble those lines that go up and down you know yeah. you've got your immune system is one of these bars and, and your then the bad things that are around you is another one and you're trying to always keep your the, the immune system above the other one and when the other one takes over that's when the bad thing happens that's when the flu takes over or the cold or the or god forbid the cancer or whatever like you know it's a constant battle that's happening and if you and if you are doing things like you know if you're eating plant-based mostly and if you're not doing uh, antibiotics you're 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 avoiding things that have got antibiotics in it you're in other words you're looking after your your gut you're eating prebiotics so you i just want to find out how much i'm teaching my grandmother how to suck eggs you obviously know what antibiotics are do you know what do you know what probiotics are no not really no. So pro 
probiotics are things that have gone a bit wrong, like um, so things that have that have been naturally fermented. So things that are kind of alive, like you know, like live yogurt or uh, sourdough bread or uh, sauerkraut. You know, sauerkraut that you know that German people put on their sausage. The sauerkraut is just cabbage that's been allowed to go wrong. Uh, or kimchi, that lovely Korean stuff, which is, you know, Chinese leaf cabbage and chilies. And you basically stick it in a jar and you let it go wrong. You let it go off. And the good, the, the, the natural fermentation that happens and all the bacteria that happen is actually really good for you. So those are probiotics, right. which is the exact opposite to antibiotics. So if you have to take antibiotics because you've got an infection, which you, you'll die unless you take antibiotics, then it's a really good idea to take probiotics in between them just to have something there because the antibiotic is like a nuclear missile. It just kills everything. It's a bunker buster. Okay. It's like, um, you know, w when people have cancer and they have uh, chemo and radio, you know, it's one yeah. of those, yeah. it's, 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 it's a leveler. It just, it's just like, there's this bad thing and there's, it's surrounded by all these good things. Let's just kill everything. And then, you know, that's, that's the way it sounds awful, but, but, but that's, that's, that's where modern science is, is on, on, on those kinds of diseases at the moment. It's like, it's like that old Guy de Montfort uh, at the, um, when he was ethnic cleansing Southern Europe and, and they were saying, oh, there's a whole castle of, of people here uh, and some of them are Catholics and some of them are, are not Catholics. Like, how do we, how do we, how do we decide? And he says, well, kill them all and then let, let God decide. <laughs> that that was the that, that's that's what you know that's what we're talking about here. So I um, when I was uh, growing up, I had constant ear infections, like constant problems with my ears and sinuses, and I still do to to a degree. And um, I was always on antibiotics, and um, and then a little while ago, I noticed I got a ridge in my teeth, and I went to the dentist, and the dentist said. Did you have a lot of antibiotics as a kid? <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's why you've got a ridge in your teeth. Wow. Like, no one ever, no one, no one ever says anything about antibiotics, really, do they? It's like, well, you don't take them too much, but apart from that, there's not really, you know, it doesn't seem like there's much said about the consequences of. But the thing, what you're talking about, though, is that, like, I often think. Like that's the idea, isn't it? So you, you eat healthily, um, you exercise, and you look after your mind, like meditate, do Wim Hof. I always think uh, that's, that's usually the answer, you know, to do all of those things. So you actually look after yourself, and then you'll feel better. That's it. So you yeah, have to cover all the areas. I was talking with someone else the other day um, about... Uh, just generally, he was saying that he like he'll run every day, um, and if he doesn't run, he feels really bad, and he knows about it. And um, and the way he's kind of he he has a like a, a cancerous brain tumor, and he swears by the fact that he started running, he started doing Wim Hof, and I end up talking about Wim Hof all the time. Hmm. <laughs> Good, <laughs> uh, and um. He started doing that and then meditating, and he swears by it. That's how he's beaten it, and that's how he keeps well. And I just think there's that, like for me, that's my, that's the, that's my last hurdle, really. Is I don't eat a lot of meat, 
which is one thing. I've, I'll probably make that once a week. Well, your missus is vegetarian, isn't she? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm a kid, so like, it's not really a lot of scope to eat meat. Well, that's good. Um, but uh, I, I figure for me to really kind of go over into the properly being well means that I start eating vegetables and things. Uh, and I'll have to have exercise. <laughs> but like you post pictures of food, your food always looks really good and your food's always really healthy, isn't it? Well, this is it. I, you know, I'm, I've, I've been an omnivore my whole life, but, you know, recently I've, um, I've uh, really been converted by the overwhelming scientific evidence to uh, a more, much more plant-based diet. I was, I was already halfway there, but I was, you know, in my weekly shop, I'd buy, I'd always buy some chicken. I could buy a chicken. And so then three of my, you know, dinners would be chicken. And I would, I might treat myself to a bit of beef or a bit of lamb or whatever. And, you know, so I was kind of like, probably majority meat and two veg kind of a guy and um so i like my meat you know i love my lasagna i love my this my that and the other my my moussaka so i my burgers so i have come at it from the view of a meat eater same way as i came at dance music from a rocker punker's point of view Mm -hmm. and i make meaty things like I, i so i make lasagna but it's plant-based. Well, it's, it's, I still eat cheese in moderation, but it's vegetarian. You know, I make a cracking moussaka that is actually better than the lamb one. And, my, and I just think about, okay, so I, I've got to make a mince. How do I make my mince as good as actual mince, as beef? You know, beef is the most horrible, unsustainable, terrible yeah. meat in the world. But it's delicious. You know, you can't get around that. It is delicious. So how do we get that incredible umami flavor and you can do it you absolutely can do it like you can you can you can get pea protein mince and then you can get hold of things like uh, dried mushrooms and sort of make a cup of tea with these dried mushrooms and and then pour that in to give it that lovely flavor you can put in a spoon of peanut butter which gives it a lovely richness you can put in you know put in uh, henderson's relish which is like a sort of northern worcester sauce and um, miso paste, you know, that which you, Japanese use to, to, to make miso soup and to put umami flavors and stuff. There are so many things that have that lovely, bo- it's like bass in music. It's like a bottom end flavor. Yeah, and yeah. you can make the most phenomenal meaty burgers, lasagnas, you know, bolognese, all of these things. I make them and they are just as good as the meat version. And I'll make like, Last night, I, I had, like, one of my obsessions at the moment is Korean food. And uh, we have KFC. In I our- had that, Grand, Grand Jaws. It was amazing. Oh, yes. Right. So now I'm doing, I'm doing, Kore- so KFC is Korean fried chicken. And uh, we, we do that just with, like, you know, corn pieces or with, uh, I found this, like, sort of South African thing that I have in my local supermarket. And it's, like, sort of breaded. Um, what do they call them? T- chicken tenders, and it's not chicken, and it's already breaded. So I like I put a, a sort of a Korean style batter over the top of it and double fry it, and then you just got the most of them and make the sauce which you had round at mine. It's delicious, right? Yeah. So and 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 because with with that, it's not it's not the chicken that's delicious. It's the it's the crunchiness of the coating, 
yeah. and it's that beautiful sweet sour and hot sauce that comes around it and actually we come back to um we come back to that to the gut health thing there because one of the ingredients is in that sauce is gochujang which is this phenomenal umami it's a fermented chili paste a korean fermented chili paste and you can get it in big sainsbury's now it's that popular gochujang and it's just it's chili paste that's kind of gone slightly wrong it's it's naturally fermented so it's you know it's got it's a live kind of thing and it tastes absolutely amazing and that's what gives you that uh, incredible flavor and uh you know it's not about the chicken at all and and of course then it's it acts as as a as a as a prebiotic um so you've got we were, we were talking about this before you've got antibiotics you've got probiotics but i found out now about this this thing that i didn't know about which is a prebiotic so things like dates for example are a fantastic prebiotic and what a prebiotic does is it goes into your gut and then it makes your gut produce li those little things that are really really good for your gut um, some of these trillions of organisms of microbes and things that are happening so yeah. there are certain foods that your gut really really likes you know these pulses and certain dried fruits and it's always plant-based things like meat I, i've come i've come to that my life hack now is I, i'm on a what i call a 20 to 1 diet so i have if if there are and the, the, my normal week is uh if you have three meals a day that's 21 meals a week um and then i i do 20 uh, vegetarian and one meat and i look forward to that but then it doesn't always work out like that because last week i did actually didn't have any meat so i've gone 42 or whatever it is days without it but you know I, what i'll do is i'll just think oh you know on sunday i'm gonna buy a steak and i'm gonna have a steak or i, I sunday i'm gonna have have like KFC with actual chicken. I, I'm going to treat myself to, to something. I'm, I'll get a takeaway. Like a, on my birthday, I got takeaway. I just really fancied a ch like a chicken. I got like a takeaway chicken burger delivered yeah. and all that. And, but the thing is, I won't go to, I won't do that thing where you just go to your supermarket and you just buy a shit piece of steak. I went to the butcher. The last time I had a steak was weeks and weeks and weeks ago. I went to the butcher and I bought a, an amazing piece of grass fed steak. A, e-bone steak i never would have bought that because i would never have spent that amount of money on one thing like it's just you're gonna have steak like once every six months then you might as well have like, if it, if exactly so I, i'll have I'll, I'll realistically have steak once maybe every few months or something like once every couple of months or something like i'll just go out and get a steak and it'll be a grass-fed really well-reared you know well-fed animal and um, it, 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 I, I'm sure it'll be less bad than, you know, just some shit piece of meat oh, yeah, you get yeah. from, a, from, a, yeah, from, a, from a supermarket. And the thing is, yeah, you, you know, it's not good for me on, on almost any level. I, I'm, getting, I'm getting some good, a few good things from it. Because the, the, the one thing that you miss, I've discovered, if you go plant-based, totally plant-based, then I think it's B12 that you can't get. Is that's the only thing you can't get, and um, so you take, you know, you can take supplements for 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 that. But um, if you go on paleo and all these other trendy diets, you miss on a whole load of other things. I've been really looking at the whole nutrition aspect, and you know, plant based is the most nutrient dense diet that there is, and it chimes with how we are as people. If you go back to again, 
we are roaming, you know, we were, we were cave people. Yeah. We were, we were, we were hunter gatherers, but we were mostly gatherers because hunting's hard when, you know, if you don't have guns and, you know, you, and these things want to kill you and eat you, whatever, it's, it's hard fucking getting an animal, like getting an animal and killing it. Like it, you know, especially you've got nothing to do it with. And so people were mostly surviving on you know, berries, nuts, foraged, foraged food, you know, and, and, and if you look at your gut, it's a really long, very long, long thing. The carnivores have a really short gut. It's just like, bang, eat, swallow it all, get as much nutrients as in a small amount of time out comes the shit. Whereas, whereas herbivores have really long um, guts because they are taking the nutrients out, you know, slowly and over a, over a long time. So, you know, we are not carnivores naturally. Yeah, I, I'm, I always thought that was the case. That we weren't, we're not naturally carnivores. Um, yeah, we're not actually really made to eat meat. It's um, occasional, you know. It's like we, yeah. we, we, the truth is, we are omnivores, and the absolute, I think, most uh, optimal diet for a human being is plants almost all the time, and a little bit of meat, just, a, just a little bit every now and again, just to get the thing, the the, the B twelve that you plant can't give you and to give you some some amino acids that you know you'll you'll find some some a few good things in the blood or whatever like so, but but it but, but there are so many things there that are bad for you that it's a you know it's a bit of it's a, it's a give and take situation but if you if you take the helicopter view and you're 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 just eating meat very very occasionally then i think that looked looked at is the optimal diet for a human being and that's going to make your mental health better absolutely you know if you eat meat all the time three times a day like your average american you're gonna be you're gonna be pissed off and angry and and you know you're gonna not gonna be shitting right <laughs> we all know how that feels you're you know you're gonna be constipated you're you're gonna just you're you're gonna not be happy on a gut level and that is gonna make a difference to your mental health and your physical health yeah, I think, you know, um, just kind of on real simple terms, as in, uh, if you what you if you feed shit into your body, then shit is what comes out. So, you know, if you're eating badly, then you're going to feel badly. Uh, if you're, um, you know, you're just looking at, you know, or the horribleness of Brexit, for example, then you're going to feel horrible. You know, like we have to be aware of what we're putting into our bodies, even down to the things that we say to ourselves and the things that we look at. Um, yeah, absolutely. You need to be aware of that because if you're actually feeding in anger and spite, then you're going to feel angry and spiteful. Uh, yeah, and yeah. As to your stomach as well, you know. You have to be mindful of this stuff, I think. Um, totally. Totally. You're, you're absolutely right. And, and we come back to social media now. And I feel as though I've hacked, you know, when I first started on social media, I remember when I, when I literally first went on Twitter, the first thing I, and I looked at it and I thought, okay, it's just people be basically being negative. <laughs> or like it's Facebook. Facebook is like just mostly people being negative. So I just went on there and I said a negative thing about a record and I immediately got a load of hate. <laughs> um, loads and loads of hate. I, you know, I put hate out there. I got hate back. And, um, I have more recently just thought, you know what, I'm going to only, I'm going to only put out positive messages. 
in you know when, when i joined virgin radio and i started uh doing you know good news every day uh and i and i would get so much good back when i put good out there and i i know you know you know me i'm a very positive glass yeah. half full of, yeah. very glass half full person and um I just could really feel masses and masses of, of uh, positivity coming back to me when I put positive things out there. So I, I just started doing an experiment with myself. And I, I thought, I'm going to just for a year not say anything positive. Uh, sorry, I'm not going to say anything negative for, for a year. Uh, I'm not going to put any, like, on my face. I just kind of stopped putting stuff out on Facebook because Facebook is a bit of a swamp of negativity. And I started using uh, Instagram a lot more and just putting up, like, you know, like, trying to inspire people with food. Like you say, you know, I'm mostly plant-based now and, I, and I'm just, I want people to, like you, that is a meat eater, to see that actually you can get really, really fantastic, like chicken wing type, you know, things, burger t burgers and all of these lovely things that us omnivores and meat eaters love. Uh, but but plant-based, I want to inspire. And, and so I started doing this and I just noticed that m my mental health just sword like because i wasn't putting out negative stuff i tell you and and also it's you choose what you put what you feed in you know your eyes are taking in so much stuff and your ears especially the way that we live now surrounded by advertising and we're looking at our phones and our computers and we got all of these messages and things coming into us from people and between every three posts on instagram there's now an advert and not an animal and on on facebook there's all these people like been you know you mentioned the horror of brexit so many negative things flying at you all the time so i basically pretty much on facebook now i don't look at the main feed i i when i switch on when i switch on facebook whatever is the latest thing on the main feed is there like i can't avoid that so i might engage with that one thing but i don't scroll down i just use it to answer the messages that i get and to see the reaction to the stuff that I'm putting out and to deal with all of the comments and the mostly very positive comments that I, that, and interactions that I'm getting. And, I, and that's, that's, my, that's my interaction with, with Facebook is that. And then, you know, on, on I'm Twitter... The same, I'm the same on pretty much most social media, really. Like, I might go and check out and see what a mate's doing or something or offer to, you know, like, just show support to things that I feel strongly about and that. But... Mostly, um, I don't really go down the feed particularly because it's just, yeah, people are unhappy or they're moaning about something. And I'm like, I just, I, I, I'm trying not to engage with that stuff. You know, like yeah. you said, you know, you made that decision, not, I'm not going to engage with it because actually it makes you feel bad. And yeah, I, that's it. And, and, because, and I control it even insofar as like, I used to watch the news all the time. Yeah. And now I just, don't watch it. Like I, I and you know, all people go, oh, you know, I'm just make you ignorant. You don't know what's going on. I do know what's going on. I can still, I still absorb it because I see the front pages of all newspapers when I go to work or in, you know, in the street. And I, and every, every now and again, if there's something obviously really important happening, you know, I will engage with that. Yeah. But on a daily, hourly, whatever, like I used to be obsessed with news. I, I just because it's always bad, almost always bad. It's always somebody how many people have been killed not yeah. how many people have survived it's always the bad person stabbing the good person or it's never 
the good person saving the but do you know what i mean it's like yeah. and so i i look for and i find all these amazing stories it's always like oh all these immigrants are coming in on these boats while we're not watching and and and, and like I, i'm i find the stories about the immigrant that has a, a, a racist guy hurl abuse at them in the street and then the immigrant says to them what's wrong are you okay i've got a restaurant why don't you come and get some food with, with yeah. me and then and then this nuts this 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 you know borderline nazi goes ends up going with them and having a free lunch and then they talk to them and they find out that they, their mum is dying of, of cancer and that they've had their you know their dhss cut off or whatever and and they're really angry and really really pissed off and uh, they just, you know, he said, I'm just taking it out on you. I'm really sorry. And I haven't got a job. And then the guy goes, I'm going to give you a job. Why don't you, why don't you work at my restaurant? And then suddenly this guy is like, oh God, yeah, I'm, and he's, this guy's crying, just going, I'm so sorry that I called you, a, a, you know, whatever I, you know, was that, I, that, I, that he called him. And, and this is a true story. I find all these stories about like young black kids saving old ladies not young black kids stabbing everyone do you know what i mean the, the media just wants you to the daily mail and all those guys they want you to they want you to think that every single black kid wants to stab you and they want to, they, and that every single muslim person wants to blow you up and that every young person wants to rob you like the, the, and it's bollocks this is these are the these are the real these are the sociopathic minorities i'm interested in the ones that want to save people and help people and act in an altruistic and and uh life-affirming way that's the news that i engage with and i find it every day and i share it and i'm getting all of these like i this lovely lady t uh t tweeted in the uh, last week just going I love your news things, your news, good news so much that I'm going to do the same thing. I'm going to start a website. I'm going to start a Facebook page and an Instagram and I'm going to just do good news to share with my friends because I, I feel it makes me feel so good. All of these things that you're, you're saying. So, you know, you can be in control. That's something that you're directly in control of what you put in to your eyes and into your brain every day. And if, if you just seek out good, look for the good, try and cut out the bad the negative not just you know negative things and negative people you know just think it's almost you, you this is a really good thing that i idea that i got from from someone else was like you you could you, you every now and again just do a stock take of the people that you, of all your mates mm -hmm. and and just think well th th who who's making me feel good and who's making me feel bad who's who's just using me to just like feed them and never asking me how I am uh, and who's just, you know, who, who am I, who's just sucking my energy and never giving anything back. Yeah. And you, if you start like looking at all of your relationships, your relationships with people, your relationships with things, with media, and just think about it in a positive and negative thing, which one is positive, which one is, is making me feel good. Which one is, is enhancing my life. If you do do an inventory every now and again, then you will find that your mental health will absolutely soar. And if you combine that with good diet, exercise, and also this is so important, is a connection not just with people, but with nature. So if you get out, it, obviously it's, it's easier for people who live, people who live near the sea, 
live for between 30 and 40 percent longer than people you know other people people who live inland you know people who live in near in, and near forests live about 33 percent longer and have third about a third less chronic disease and stuff like that this is these are proven scientific facts now and they have now quantified this is interesting the amount of time that it the, the minimum amount of time for you to get a benefit in your life both both physical health and mental health and it's 20 minutes a day if you can get in nature and this can be doesn't have to be going to the beach or going to a forest, although that is the most, you know, it's, it's any awe of nature. You can just go, go to your local park where there are trees and there, is, there are plants and there is a body of water, a, a pond or something like that. And even that, you know, it, in, you, you see the majesty, majesty of winter and the crystals forming in winter. You see the uh, yeah, beautiful I... buds forming in the spring. You see the beautiful foliage in in uh in summer in spring and summer and you see those gorgeous colors in the autumn no matter what you see the seasons change you feel awe of nature and if you can get some of that in and here's another interesting thing i have my my um you've seen my bathroom right it's yeah. got a japanese um uh, i made it all japanese because you know i wanted to so it, there's a japanese uh a bamboo forest wall and th this is another study that's been done sitting in front of a, of a huge picture of something that in nature is almost as good as actually being there it, it, like there are other ways that you can get into nature yeah it, because you're you're getting these you're getting these biochemical signals through the colors and through the feelings you know you i look at that wall of bamboo and i just think oh man i'm in a japanese forest i'm forest bathing and all of these good thoughts positive thoughts are coming into my brain and therefore that sends biochemical signals to my body to heal itself both physically and mentally that's it i i um i'm at the moment i'm driving all over essex uh, in the lockdown <laughs> for work and essex is really quite rural um but the other day i was feeling really crappy and i took a diversion which took me it on a bridge over a massive lake i think it was a reservoir Mm. And I just pulled over, got out of the car, and I was like, fucking, this is amazing. And, right. And then I started to feel better. I think there's something about being in nature makes you kind of slow down and connect a little bit with the world and the things around you. And our general society doesn't really let you do that very much. You know, if you're on your phone or if you're, you know, it's like rush, 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 busy, busy, busy. But actually, just being in nature, like yesterday with my wife, we just sat in the garden for a bit and everything just slowed down and your whole body kind of slows down a little bit. It's breathing, you know, you, you just feel a yeah. bit connected with the world. And, and that's almost like meditating, isn't it? It's like it's got a very similar kind of feel to it with that kind Absolutely. of... Absolutely. Slow down and connect. Absolutely. So, that, now this, is, this, is, this would be a nice place to end really we with the other day um so i live in the middle of london as you know yeah. and it's it's hard to get into well i live in south london and there are lots of parks and stuff like that so the other day there was uh i, I was listening to chris evans breakfast show on virgin and there was this um this woman on who had written a book about uh, the connect about uh, co connection with the moon and with planets and stuff like that it's quite tree hugging stuff but the point that she was making was what you just said that human beings have ex just 
that we've accelerated everything's accelerated and there's no we need to slow down the things that the way that the things used to be were like before phones and clocks and all of and all of these things uh, people used to live by the planets by the moon especially because that's the nearest one to us and you can see what's going on with it and when they would plant uh, the, the, all of these things that they would do when they would plant seeds, when they would harvest things came from the moon. And, you know, it, the moon obviously governs the tide. It governs the menstrual cycle. It's a very powerful thing. And there was the other day, there was this full moon. It was, um, what did she call it? Uh, it was like, a, people have different words, but it was a spring moon. It was a, a red moon or a blood moon or whatever. It was a, a, a pink moon. I think it was a pink, that's right. It was a, a pink, it's called a pink moon. And this is, so this is a really special time. And there would be in the old days, you know, thousands of years ago, kind of festivals and parties and stuff happening around because it, it was, yes, the winter is over. Uh, we are near the vernal equinox when day and night yeah. are, are the well, same. Uh, and paganism when it's, it's about nature and about, yeah. you, know, you follow nature, you don't force nature. Yeah, that's it. You follow it. Exactly. You follow it and you, you, you slow down to this very natural lunar cycle. So what we did that night was, you know, we allowed our one exercise a day. Yeah. We had our exercise at night that night. I said, I, tonight I want to go out and see the pink moon. And it happened to be an absolutely perfect night. There was not a cloud in the sky. And this gorgeous, and I'm in, you know, Dulwich, North Dulwich. It's very, you know, there's houses everywhere. Yeah. And we just like walked to where there are these playing fields. And we just kind of looked up and we were out there for about half an hour, just in utter awe. And I was taking pictures of it and, mm. and like kind of getting close to it and sort of and and changing with the light thing on my phone so i could so i could see all of the moss and the the i could see the like all the craters and stuff on the moon you know which you normally can't when you take a picture on your phone and um you know don't worry i put my phone away after after a couple of minutes and we were just in utter awe of this incredible orb that is reflecting the sun and like it that's that's it you know that was our 20 minutes we got of concentrated i feel like we got about an hour's worth of of nature for that week just in that half an hour walk you know you can you really can and we both felt absolutely amazing afterwards like you stopped at that reservoir and you said yeah, yeah, i felt yeah. better you know i i would i would have said said straight away to you how did that make you feel and it made it you feel that bad. awe, that kind of awe at the beauty and the power of nature. And it makes you feel kind of small and insignificant. And I think that can sometimes make you feel bad. But because I, I'm doing so well now, that actually makes me think, well, what about the possibilities then? You know, if, it, if it's so small, it's like nothing really matters. So <laughs> I can do anything. I can be anywhere. I can, you know... Like, this is amazing that I'm here. Whereas in the past, it would have been like, I didn't like looking at nature because I think it was the opposite. But now I'm like, isn't this amazing? Look, how lucky are we that we can, I can just stop here now and look at that. You know, that makes me feel lucky now. And yeah. that's the difference. And but I do, that kind of, it makes you feel small. Um, and you think, actually, we're part of something bigger here. Exactly. Uh, not exactly. a religious thing, but... We're part of something bigger. 
So, you know, let's just all be nice um, and enjoy it. You know, right? Yes. <laughs> like, um, angry. That's you've you've just you've just almost you came across almost like Bill Hicks there. You know, at the, <laughs> at the end of at the end of every Bill. Uh, you're a Bill Hicks fan, aren't you? You know, at the yeah, end of every single Bill Hicks diatribe, and you know, he's for me the greatest comedian that's ever lived. He would always say, you know, what if we are, we realise that we are all part of the same vibration and that we are all the same and we are all equal and that we should love each other and love everyone. Wouldn't it be a great world if we could just, you know, do that and take the money that we spend on, on weapons, which would, uh, the, the, the money that we spend on weapons would um, eradicate world hunger and disease twice over. Yeah. How, how about that? So you've, 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 You've just, I think you've just ended this podcast in the most beautiful way. That's it. We are all part of the same vibration. And this connection with nature absolutely makes us feel that. And there is now, like I say, a proven link between that and your mental health and therefore your physical health. Uh, and and those, both of those links are proven. So there we are. I, I feel as though I've, I've given you all of my best okay, life hacks now. Brilliant. And we're, we're pretty much, yeah, we've, Done the hour. So that's <laughs> thank you so much, Eddie. It's always great to talk to you. Um, and um, yeah, thanks for coming back on. Helping you're very welcome, people. man. And it, it's great to see you. So you're 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 buzzing with yeah, I am buzzing with you know health with creativity. You're we're we're in this we're in this lock. You're in this lockdown better. So you're going to come out of it better. And that's a yeah. lesson for all of us. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Oh, thank you, mate. Big love, man. Yeah, thank you. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 
Hello, this is Danny Pellegrino, host of the Everything Iconic podcast, and I'm here to tell you all about Splash Refresher, because hydration is mandatory, but boring is not. Now, I love my water, but if I don't spice it up, I'm not going to finish what I took out of the fridge. That's why I love my Splash Refresher, which is flavorful, delicious, bright, hydrating, and zero calories. The wild berry flavor is my fave. No, wait, is the pineapple mango flavor my fave? You know what? All five craveable Splash Refresher flavors are my fave because they're so delicious. So get hydrated and enjoy it with Splash Refresher.